This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Hello and welcome to this episode of WSFI Spotlight. I'm your host, Chris Dunlap from the TFP, and today we are going to be talking about the blasphemies committed at the Drag Queen Story Hour. We're going to start by reading an excerpt from the Venerable Mary of Agreta, the mystical city of God. When the ancient serpent had infected the whole earth with its poisonous breath and apparently enjoyed peaceful control over mortals who had become blind to the light of reason and the precepts contained in the ancient written law, when instead of seeking the true divinity, men set up for themselves many false laws, and each one created a god for himself according to his liking, without considering the confusion of so many gods was repugnant to all goodness, order, and peace. When by these errors, malice, ignorance, and forgetfulness of the true God had become naturalized, when ignorant of its mortal disease and lethargy, the world had grown mute in its prayer for deliverance. When pride reigned supreme and fools had become innumerable, when Lucifer in his arrogance was about to swallow the pure waters of the Jordan, when through these injuries God was more and more deeply offended and less and less beholden to man, when his justice had such an excellent cause for annihilating all creation and reducing it to its original nothingness. At this juncture, according to our way of understanding, the Most High directed his attention to the attribute of his mercy, counterbalanced the weight of his incomparable justice with the law of clemency, and chose to yield more to his own goodness, to the clamors and faithful service of the just and the prophets of the people, than to his indignation at the wickedness and sins of all the rest of mankind. In this dark night of ancient law, he resolved to give most certain pledges of the day of grace, sending into the world two most bright luminaries to announce the approaching dawn of the Son of Justice, Christ our salvation. These were Saint Joachim and Anne, prepared and created by a special decree according to his own heart. It's the father of, of Mary, the mother of God. A little bit about the TFP, the organization that we belong to. It's really more of a movement than it is an organization. They will first and foremost bring the traveling statue of Our Lady of Fatima to your house. You can look them up on tfp.org. Um, and they will explain the message of Our Lady. She appeared in 1917 to the uh, three children in Portugal. And she delivered the message of communism. And she asked uh, Russia to be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart. And that didn't really happen properly. She warned that the errors of communism would spread throughout the world. I think that's what we're experiencing today. So in 1948, Austria was divided into four countries, America, France, United Kingdom, Russia, which was still communist. This section of Austria, controlled by the communists, was the richest and included the city of Vienna. The Viennese were subject to all the atrocities and tyrannies of communism. Father Pavlicek founded the Holy Rosary Crusade of Reparation. He continued to have the faithful do these rosaries for reparation in the public square. In 1955, after eight years spreading the word about the crusade throughout Austria, the rosary processions, which would reach the size of half a million people, 
about one-tenth of the Austrian population, finally through the help of Our Lady, the Soviet forces pulled out of Austria in October of 1955, leaving the country for good. So this is one of the main campaigns of the TFP. They have rosary rallies for public rosary rallies across the country for all kinds of things. One of them is for God's marriage between a man and a woman, reparation. The other that they had in 2018 was simply for our country, just to save our country. And I want to tell you, in October 14, 2017, more than one million Catholics were estimated to have attended the prayer for the conversion of America in 21,000 public rosary rallies across the U.S. So a million people prayed the rosary at the same moment in the United States of America. And this was all through the TFP. Now, at the same time, Our Lady was appearing, roughly the same time that Our Lady was appearing to the kids in Fatima, Russia was instilling its population control program in communist Russia. And roughly at the same time, Margaret Sanger began Planned Parenthood. So one of the great things that we do is we bring these public reparation rosary crusades throughout the country, but we also combat whatever blasphemy is happening at the time. So as we were talking about earlier, we've been to Oklahoma City to stand in opposition to a black mass. We bring Our Lady. We pray the rosary. That was the biggest rally I'd ever seen. There was probably 6,000 people there. I mean, it was busloads of people. The gentleman who organized the black mass was quoted afterward as saying, no one attended. Not one person came to the black mass. And he said, what do you expect when you have the Roman legion sitting outside? <laughs> so, and it was like that. I mean, the Knights of Columbus were there. It was, it was a very, I call it my finest hour because that's pure evil. You know, the black mass is pure evil. So we've also been to, and when I say us, I'm talking about my family. My wife Annie is here with me and our six kids. We, we've been to Minnesota to protest. They wanted to put up a statue to Satan in one of their parks. We have been to uh, the state capitol this Christmas. They put up a display to Satan. We, we stood in opposition of that, and we prayed a rosary of reparation for that event. We went and met Father Martin when he was invited by the Cardinal to come to Holy Name Cathedral and to speak to people. We opposed. We stood in opposition to that. Numerous times we have stood up to this newest blasphemy, which is the drag queen story hour. The, the next event that's taking place is going to be in Zion, Illinois, on April 27th at 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. I think it's a good time. Earlier today on this radio show, Father Groeschel was on. What did he say, Anners? This was a radio spot. Father Benedict Groeschel was reflecting on Judas's betrayal, and he mentioned by Wednesday because of when Judas had initiated the he had gone to the Sanhedrin to see if they would you know pay him to betray Jesus to give him up so that's why it's called spy Wednesday but what he said was um, that we have to be careful because yes Judas allowed Satan to enter into him but each one of us in little ways allows Satan to enter into us and we need to be careful. One of the ways that we allow the devil to influence us is when we do not speak up against evil. The message is to join us. Please join us and stand up against evil. The Drag Queen Story Hour is 
horrible. It is, they designed this lesbian woman, started this campaign for the purpose of entertainment. So this woman, Michelle T, and her company is Radar Productions. She wants to capture the imagination and play the gender fluidity of childhood and gives kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models. It's unbelievable. Some of the books they read to these kids are Families, Families, Families by Susan Lang. And this is how it's summarized. The story presented as a series of framed portraits features animals in dozens of com combinations that represent and celebrate all kinds of non-traditional families. So basically you have a drag queen, a man, a homosexual man dressed in a woman's clothes with makeup on and they go into places like libraries. The last place was a church, Unitarian Church. They read these stories to these kids with the intention of grooming them to uh, participate in the sin of homosexuality. And you know, just think of your own kids and you just can't believe that parents would bring their children to an event like this, but they do. And they bring them in droves. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I can't believe it when I see it. And here's, a, here's an actual comment by one of these homosexuals who participated in the Drag Queen Story Hour, Lafayette. This is going to be the grooming of the next generation. This is, I quote this, this is gonna be the grooming of the next generation. We are trying to groom the next generation. Drag Queen Story Time event would help children in the community as a whole to learn that it's okay to be different. We're going to take a break now. You are listening to WSFI 88.5 Spotlight. I'm your host, Chris Dunlap, and we are talking about the Drag Queen Story Hour, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Father Paul White from Holy Apostles in McHenry, Illinois. We are very excited, Holy Apostles, about the new WSFI radio station because it gives us an opportunity to do what the Pope calls us to do, to new evangelization and bring the Word of God to those who might not be able to get out to church. So we look forward to everyone in McHenry and Lake County taking advantage of this opportunity to listen to WSFI. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Hello and welcome back to this episode of WSFI Spotlight. I'm your host Chris Dunlap from Tradition, Family and Property and today we are talking about the blasphemous Drag Queen Story Hour. So the idea to this, to our group, is to bring Our Lady of Fatima and do reparation for these terrible blasphemies that have happened and are happening right now 
And what we're looking for is people to join us, to rise up against evil and join us in these reparations. And again, it isn't really us. We have no, no real power, but we bring Our Lady, who of course brings our Lord Jesus Christ. It is His power and His grace that can change the world and lead people away from these terrible sins. So again, the next protest will be at the Drag Queen Story Hour at the Zion Benton Public Library. It is April 27th at 6 p.m. and we're hoping you can join us. The Drag Queen Story Hour is seeking to destroy the children's innocence by featuring adult males dressed as women reading to impressionable children. The program features drag queens in often suggestive and vulgar costumes These men have access to children in order to read books that promote the homosexual lifestyle. To oppose this onslaught of our children's innocence, please join us. So I was going to tell you about the last event we were at. Actually, it's the second to last event. We were down in Indianapolis, and uh, it was a last-minute thing. I mean, I think we found out about this, like, Wednesday before, before the weekend. It was happening on a Saturday. And there was a drag queen story event going on at a bookstore. Really, the only people that came from our area was, was Mr. Teodosio, who is, who is an organizer with the TFP, and our family. And we showed up down there. We didn't think anything of it. It looked like a normal neighborhood. And um, we set up. We have a banner uh, that says, you know, save our children from the perverse perversity of the drag queen story hour. And then Our Lady. And then surprisingly quite a few women and children showed up from churches down in indianapolis i don't know if there was 20 or 30 of us and we're simply praying the rosary and slowly but surely people with rainbow flags started showing up i mean they were not happy and they would come and they would go and each time they came back you could just tell they were a little bit more angry and it escalated and the police were there. We didn't call them. I don't know who called them, but it's a good thing they were there because they really surrounded us, strategically surrounded us. I felt like I was I was prey <laughs> that was being stalked. It was not pretty, and they got aggressive, and I know at one point one of them was trying to destroy the sign. He kept trying to get around us, and he wanted to hit our sign with his rainbow flag pole thing. As the day went on, it just got more and more intense, and the vulgarity and the hatred for God, I have never witnessed anything like it. And on further reflection from that event, I realized that it's probably a lot like what hell looks like. Real, real hatred and vulgarity towards God until finally she came out of nowhere, just darted in, and just darted right for the statue of Our Lady. And she grabbed her and I think she was trying to run away with her. Different people have different ideas on this, but ultimately she threw it to the ground only because I had seen her and I had tracked her right away, but I'm just not as quick as I used to be, so I wasn't actually able to save, but she was able to throw it down, and the base hit the ground, but I was able to grab the statue and keep it upright of Our Lady. I caught Our Lady, so her crown was, was damaged, and the base of the statue was damaged, but we did save her. And we continued to hold her for the rest of the rally, which went on for, what, about another hour? That girl got arrested for, for damage to property. So she's facing, and now, actually, Mr. Teodosio told me that that DA down there is charging her with a hate crime. Just to give you an idea of these people know that it is God. 
they it's not a political event necessarily. Everybody thinks it's political, but that day it was not political. They were not talking about liberalism or rights or intolerance or tolerance or there was no words of that. It was very vulgar expressions towards God with God attached to it. And that attack wasn't on us. It wasn't on the banner. It was on Mary, the mother of God. And it was evil. I mean, you, you don't know evil until you get into a situation like that. That was really pure hatred of God going on there. And it was a community that was like, you would think we were shoving needles into them or something. I mean, that's really the way they reacted. Just Our Lady's presence. Our Lady's presence caused that kind of reaction in that community. That's the day it really came home to me that this was spiritual, that this is way beyond whatever we're perceiving it to be. And that's kind of where our founding father began, Father Plino. started out in Brazil. The communists came to Brazil, I believe it was in the 60s, maybe the 50s, and he fought them politically, this professor who started the tradition, family, and property, and he quickly realized that this had nothing to do with politics, that this was communism was a spiritual battle. Mr. Teodosio told me they even had the priests leading actual battles to take the property away from the people of Brazil. So actually priests were shot and killed trying to take the property away from the people of Brazil. So this is how intense this stuff gets. And so Mr. Plino said we need to bring Our Lady of Fatima She's the one who had the message, the only thing that can help us is Our Lady. It's a spiritual battle. So it's a lot like old scripture where people finally get out of their funk and turn to the Lord to to deliver them from their enemies. We're asking Our Lady to deliver us from our enemies. So I really that really came home that day. The other event we've been to recently was up in Brookfield, Wisconsin, and it had a completely different kind of feel. But it was still very evil feel. Th- those people came out. There was about 200 of them opposed to us, and there was about 50 of us there. We, st- we stood across the street from the Unitarian Church where this drag queen story hour was taking place. And I'd say at most there was 50 of us, but we had a lot of kids there. So parents brought their children. Catholic parents brought their children to stand in opposition to this. We were immediately surrounded. And I mean, when I say surrounded, I mean the other side of the street on both sides of us. And they were all dressed in like this this clown here, this multicolored clown here. You know, you always see the, the flag, the the rainbow colors and what have you. And that in and of itself is, is biblical. And that's a mockery of God. You know, the, the, the rainbow, of course, the real rainbow in, in the sky, not this fake rainbow that they wear on their heads or put on their flags was a covenant between man and God. And these people are just making a total mockery of this with their, with their, but I have never been around such a shameless celebration of sin. That's what this was. These people were dancing. They were, they had like tambourines and drums and it was so pagan. I felt like I was back in another time. I felt like wow, is this what Jesus encountered? Is this what the prophets encountered? Was this pagan-type atmosphere and this total mockery of God? I mean, it's it's just incredible to me that this this could go on in our country. But it is a shameless, shameless celebration of sin. And so 
you know, it, it's difficult when you're in that situation because you start thinking that everybody is this way. I know not everybody is this way. And God gave me the, the fortune of meeting all kinds of good, holy people after that event to remind me of that. We are here. We are children of God, and we have a great opportunity. Our, God, our Lord is giving us a great opportunity to show our love for him, to stand up against this evil in our world. And I really hope some of you listening take advantage of this. We had the, the good fortune of, of listening to a priest recently through WSFI gave us this opportunity to listen to Father Wendell, who had died, had literally died and gone and met God. And the one thing that I really took away from that, one of many things, was that uh, he said that he was showing all the times that he had hurt people, that he had been... And then he was given the ability to feel God's heart breaking each time he did that. I just can't help thinking how much God's heart must be breaking when his children get up in the streets and celebrate sin. And I just hope that our small sacrifice when we stand there in, re- in giving these reparations is pleasing to God and that he knows that we love him, that there are still people here that love him and care for him. And the other thing I took away from that is that Father Wendell said that as this went on and it just got worse and worse, this this feeling of God's heartbreaking as his life continued and the things he had done to hurt God, that he knew he was going to hell. I think the TFP has something that can help us in that area, which is they, they talk about the first... The five first Saturday devotions. Now, on December 10th, 1925, Our Lady promised Sister Lucia she would assist, assist at the hour of death with the graces necessary for salvation all those who on the first Saturdays of five consecutive months confess, receive Holy Communion, pray a rosary, and keep me company for a quarter of an hour meditating on the 15 mysteries with the intention of offering reparation. Now, during the apparition of February 15, 1926, Sister Lucia presented our Lord the problem some people of confessing. So you can confess after, like a week before or a week after, if you can't do it right on the sat- on that Saturday. One lady had shown up, as I said, they do these, the, the tradition family and property brings Our Lady of Fatima around to different homes to, to spend time with them. And at one of these homes, a woman showed up who was very angry, very upset, and she, she claimed that her husband had died and that she knew he was in the state of mortal sin and that he had done the first five Saturday devotions. And she said he's, he went to hell. He, he said it didn't work. She didn't keep her promise. Well, I can tell you, if Our Lady says something, you can bank on it. And about a month later, this lady showed up again, and of course, you know, whoever was there was like, oh, no, you know. Here we go. And she came up to him and apologized. And she said, you know, a week after I was at your event, a priest showed up at my door. And he said, took me a while to find you, but I want you to know that I was right behind your husband's car when he was in his accident. And I heard his confession, and I gave him absolution, and I gave him the last rites. So Our Lady had a priest following this guy just at the moment that he needed it. So she'll never let you down. The first five Saturday devotions would be great. It's been WSFI Spotlight. For more information on this or any other program, email info at wsfiradio.org.